Detachment is not giving up the things in this world, but accepting the fact and to be continuously aware that nothing is permanent, not a person, nor a material thing. And detachment doesn't stop you from experiencing love at its peak. It only prepares you to be okay with whatever happens in this life of every possibility. No one prays that their partner dies or their phone gets spoiled, most especially when they aren't financially buoyant. But life would always happen, regardless of what we think or do. And you have to be prepared to respond to it in your highest and noblest self. Before I proceed, I would like to give deep gratitude to each and every one of you for still finding time out to be here and coming back to this podcast. And I want to assure you that the time invested in this podcast would never be a waste. Thank you so much. I'm deeply grateful. To start with, it is important to note that attachment leads to suffering. Detachment leads to freedom. Detachment is the direct opposite of attachment. Detachment is not about external things but internal attitude. Non-attachment does not imply having no desire or emotions or not doing an action which ought to be done. It simply means that one should have control over his desires, emotions and actions. He should not be a slave of his impulses. Instead of suppressing his feelings, one should gain mastery over them, as most of our sufferings are as a result of attachment to material things that could be gone or people that could be no more at any time. As Arod Klemper said, the real meaning of detached love is to let other exist without forcing our will upon them. That is spiritual love. And as I would add, that is the purest form of love. The talk of detachment can be found in ancient traditions, particularly in the Hindu tradition, as the Bhagavad Gita has stressed upon the need for detachment to the material things and worldly concern. Detachment is stated to be the means through which one can gain true knowledge, serenity of the mind, and enduring joyfulness. Attachment undermines one's Ability to think rationally, speak discreetly, and act judiciously. As a result, one is caught in the vicious cycle of insatiable desires, intense emotions, and endless miseries. On the other hand, the one not attached to the fruit of his actions remains ever content and free from any worldly dependence. Internally, he does nothing even though externally remains ever engaged in work. It has therefore been urged that one must do his assigned work without being attached to his actions or the result of those actions. In short, through detachment, one can learn to be comfortable with oneself. Constant practice of non-attachment can eventually lead to the attainment of physical, mental, emotional, and most importantly, spiritual freedom. It is not about renouncing the world, but rather 
It implies maintaining internal emotional composure amidst the best and the worst of circumstances. What I've been trying to say is that detachment means living without a sense of ownership and working without a sense of doership. The one who has cultivated such an attitude of detachment, he remains undisturbed with whatever happens in life. He does his best in the role which is his position in life demands of him, without worrying about success or failure. Whatever be the circumstances, such a person remains focused on his work at hand. And in every phase of our life and for our sanity, we need to embrace the concept of detachment. There are five stages of practicing detachment. Detachment is one of the hardest things to practice as attachment leads to addiction and letting go is very difficult. This is very important that we know. Because to let go of anything is not easy. And here we will go through five stages of how you can be free from your attachment, whether it's a person, parents and children inclusive, or it's a material thing as little as a bad habit or a game or even a mobile phone, which is one of the top addictions that people have in our world today. According to the 2020 Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma, the use of social media has caused an alarming increase in the rate of depression and anxiety for teenagers all over the world. It is making people more depressed than we have ever had in the entire history of humanity, as it's greatly affecting the self-confidence of millennials and Generation Z in particular. It has as well greatly increased the rate at which people seek validations from other people to the extent that plastic surgeons, a new syndrome for it called Snapchat dysmorphia. This syndrome is a young patient wanting surgery so they can look more like they do in pre-tired selfies. A friend once asked me, what happens if books, meditations, movies, and even games are taken away from me. And I told him that it's been over a month that I last played the game. Of course, I really do love playing games. But it's been over a month and I never felt like I was dying or I was losing it because I was never attached to it. The act of attachment is a skill that every one of us needs in order to navigate this life. So I told him I will be okay. I will find something else to do while I don't feel bored doing it. And like I said, the reason for it is because I've become so aware of the patterns of my attachment. Now, when I start noticing that I'm getting so used to something or someone, I give myself a restraint order, whether it's to a person or a material thing. So to save ourselves from all forms of detachment, we need to go through these five stages that I am going to share. These five stages are very important because every single individual needs to go through the five stages to let go of attachment. And the five stages, the first stage is acknowledgement. When we are dealing with a major loss or strong attachment, we always need to begin by acknowledging and working with our feelings. 
without acknowledging and working with our feelings, it will be very difficult for us to let go. It is the first stage and it is the stage that we cannot skip. These feelings are the stickiest aspect of attachment. The excited desire we feel when we want something. The anxiety we feel about losing it. The sense of hopelessness that can arise when we fail to achieve it. Acknowledgement doesn't mean recognizing that you want something badly or that you are feeling lost. When you want something, feel how you want it. Find the one thing feeling in your body. When you are feeling cocky about the victory, be with the part of yourself that wants to beat your chest confidently. Rather than pushing away the anxiety and fear of losing what you care about, let it come up and breathe into it. And when you are experiencing the hopelessness of actual loss, allow it in, let yourself cry if possible. Have you ever wondered why in movies people always over a shoulder to someone suffering to cry on? This is because when we cry over something that brings us out, we let go of most of it and the weight of it goes off our heart. So next time you see someone crying over a loss of whatsoever, don't tell them not to cry, but rather be there for them emotionally by encouraging them to cry it all out. It is the first step to letting go and detaching ourselves. The second step is self-inquiry. Once you have felt your feelings, you need to process them through self-inquiry. To do this, start by probing the feeling space that the desire or grief or hopelessness brings in your consciousness. Perhaps naming it to yourself and gradually breathing out the content or the storyline. It sometimes helps to talk to yourself for a while beforehand to take care of the part of you that needs comforting. Remind yourself that you do have resources. Recall the helpful teachings. Pray for help and guidance or simply affirm this line, may I be healed. With a deep breath in and out through your mouth. To begin the self-inquiry part of the process, bring yourself into contact with your inner witness. Then explore the energy in the feeling. As you go deeper into this energy, its naughty and sticky quality will start to dissolve. For the time being, in any process for working with feelings, it is important to find a way to explore your feeling that allows you both to be present with them and to stand a little aside from them. State theory is all about processing. Here, you begin to become aware of what has been useful in the journey you have just taken, in the tax or relationship or life stage you are working with. Regardless of how it's all turned out, many of us reach the third stage of detachment when we realize we have actually gained something, even if it's just a lesson in what not to do. This backs the ancient saying that in all negative situations, there are always lessons to be learned. Be open to the lessons and don't fixate on the odds. After processing comes creative action, which is the fourth stage of detachment. 
loss or desire can paralyze us so that we find ourselves without the will to act or else acting in meaningless, ineffective ways. One of the reasons we take time to process is so that we do act. We are not paralyzed by fear or driven by the frantic need to do something to convince ourselves we have some degree of control. In the early stage of loss or in the grip of strong desire, it is sometimes better just do the minimum for basic survival. As we move forward in the process, however, ideas and plans will start to bubble up inside you and you will feel actual interest in doing them. This is when you take creative actions. And the last stage of detachment is freedom. This is the stage where you experience utmost bliss and liberation. The feeling of not getting stuck about the past events or loss makes our heart feel light. Thinking about your loss or thinking or the thing you desire doesn't interfere with your normal feelings of well-being. Desire, fear and hopelessness are deeply embedded in our psyches and we feel their pull whenever any remnant of attachment exists. We know that we have begun to achieve redetachment in a situation when we can contemplate what's occurring. The fifth stage is a stage of true liberation, which the sage Abhinavad Gupta describes as the feeling of putting down a heavy body. It is not nothing. Every time we free ourselves from one of those sticky feelings, we unlock another link in what the yogic texts called the chain of bondage, which simply means that attachment leads to bondage. As the final prompt to the end of this episode, remember the saying, detachment is not giving up the things in this world, but accepting the fact and to be continuously aware that nothing is permanent, not a person, nor a material thing. And detachment doesn't stop you from experiencing love at its peak. It only prepares you to be okay with whatever happens in this life of every possibility. No one prays that their partner dies or their phone gets spoiled, most especially when they aren't financially buoyant. But life would always happen, regardless of what we think or do. And you have to be prepared to respond to it in your highest and noblest self. Thank you for listening through to the end of this episode. Please, if you have not subscribed to the KBJ podcast, please kindly do so. It will take you 10 seconds. Subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and see you on the next episode.